Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we want to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and also provide that practical business advice. And second, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to our sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. And today is another Super Monday, July 18th. Wow, it's going by. The summer's almost over. Can you believe it? But, you know, I hope you are as excited about your future as I am. I'm telling you, I was having a conversation today with someone, and we were saying it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. So you got to know that your future is extremely bright. And we are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So please go out and Spread the word. Now, you guys know my favorite quote that I have found uh, for this season in my life, and I'm telling you, I got to share it with you every week because I believe it. I live it. I see it. I just want to encourage you to know whatever you think you can do or believe you can do, begin it. Action has magic, grace, and power in it. That's John Wolf, John, Johann Wolfgang Van Gogh who said that. In other words, like Nike says, just do it. Whatever you think, don't worry about trying to get all the hows and all the ducks in the row and all of that. Just take action. Make it happen. And I tell you, our guest today is one who is the epitome of making it happen and taking action. I'm so excited that she's on our show today. I had the opportunity to meet her just a, a few weeks ago uh, in Sacramento, and that sister is doing some incredible things. She built her blog talk network to uh, show to well over 22,000 listeners, to now she has her own radio station. So none other than Lady Charmaine is our guest today. So you know what you have to do right now. You, everybody out there, so many of you guys who have the blog talk radio shows and you're wanting to start a blog talk, you need to right now text, tweet, Call everybody. Tell them to tune in right now to today's show, 347-838-9278. Again, that's 347-838-9278. You can also tune in live here on the Internet at Wealthy Sisters. That's Wealthy Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. And you can follow us as always to keep up with our latest shows, our latest guests, 
discounts that we offer for the services that we provide. At You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter under Wealthy Sisters and right here on the Blog Talk Network as well. So make sure you do that. But I just got to tell you a little bit about this phenomenal woman, Miss Lady Charmaine. I just love that name, and she is so elegant when you meet her. But she's the radio personality and is the host and producer of Lady Charmaine Lives on Praise 98 FM. That's her station, y'all. Her radio show, Lady Charmaine Live, brings you great interviews from today's gospel and Hollywood artists. Lady Charmaine Live is insightful, encouraging, and opens up lives of your favorite entertainers. She has hosted the Success Radio Show on Blog Talk that we mentioned before, and she has over 25 years of experience in the entertainment industry. She started out in the radio, traditional radio as well, and she's interviewed some of the top uh, celebrities out here, BET, Celebration of Gospel, Red Carpet. I mean, she's interviewed Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, for the movie that he just produced, uh, the founder of Radio One. My, Oh, my gosh, I love this woman, Kathy Hughes, Miss Loretta Devine, Kimberly Elise, I mean, Twinkie Clark, Marvin Sapp, Jennifer Holliday. I know she's got Yolanda Adams coming up this week, even Soledad O'Brien, just to name a few. So when we come back from this short commercial break, we're going to hear from this incredible individual, learn about all the things that she's doing and has coming down the pipe as well. So stay tuned. We are tuned in to Wealthy Sisters Radio, and our special guest today is none other than Lady Charmaine. Hi there. This is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent, and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2. Yes, we are live and back on the air on the Wealthy Sisters. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, and we're so excited and always to be here. want to thank you, all of our listeners, for tuning in on a weekly basis, and especially today. Those of you in the chat room, we see you. Welcome. If you've got any questions, make sure you let us know. Uh, you can press 1 if you called in as well. But today, we have an incredible show and I'm not going to hold her from you any longer. I mean, I cannot wait to introduce her again to you, Miss Lady Charmaine. Hello, and welcome to Wealthy Sisters. Hello, and thank you so much, Deborah, for having me on your show. Wow, what a great introduction. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> that's you, girlfriend. I know. 
It's so it's so amazing because you know when you're a focused woman like yourself, and I mean you're a, a mother, you're a wife, and I know you you all are pastors at your church there as well, and you know you, you're just doing so much and you keep everything going. Sometimes when we're in the trenches like that, we don't even recognize the great accomplishments that we've made. So I always appreciate giving the introductions. I like to consider myself the Steve Harvett of the <laughs> introductions <laughs> to bring you out, sister. So welcome again to Wealthy Sisters. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, well, you know, we are a little bit nosy here. We we enjoy uh, just hearing the incredible stories of dynamic individuals like yourself and always love to kind of go back to see, you know, what went into the recipe of the great product or that fine dessert that we see today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you actually got started in this industry? Well, I grew up in Richmond, California, and how I got started in the industry, I guess I have to go all the way back to my mom was a music lover, and my mother, she would buy 45s, you know, so my mother... Um, at that time, she had all the 45s, say, like, from all the great artists, from James Brown. And so we grew up listening to music, and I know my mom's probably listening to the show, and we can actually call her the radio DJ. The reason why I say that, because <laughs> my mom was the person who would play her music real loud with the front door open. That's when you can do that back in the day. So uh-huh. the whole block can hear your music. So we just always grew up listening to music. And so I would spend my pastimes in my bedroom making cassette tapes. You know, I was going to say CDs, but it was cassette tapes back then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would spend my time listening to the radio and pressing play and then keeping it on pause until a song I liked came on. Oh, I and, remember and, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until a song I liked came on. And so uh, when I – when I decided to go off to college, I went to Gramley State University, and um, I found out they had a radio station. And I wanted to work at the radio station. And a friend of mine who attended the college said, well, you're not going to be able to work at the radio station because they don't allow freshmen to work at the station. Well, I wow. love a challenge. So I said, I'm going to yeah. be the first freshman to work at the radio station. So when we got to the college campus, I said, take me to the station. He was like, what? Mm-hmm. I said, take me to the station. So I went to the station. It wasn't open yet because it, it was close for the summer. And so I went and I laid hands on it. At the time, I wasn't a Christian at the time. I just believed I was going to work there. So I laid hands all over the door, literally. I'm going to work at this station. I'm going to work at this <laughs> station. And lo and behold, I ended up being the first freshman to work at that station. And because I loved music so much, if I would be in the mood for a certain type of music or sound, I would literally go into the station and tell the DJ, if you don't feel like working, I'll take over your shift for you. <laughs> and they'll say, okay. And they'll get up and they'll leave and let me finish out the shift. And because what? it's like, oh, wow. oh. <laughs> and let me finish out the shift. Because I felt music should be played a certain way, and this is how I'm feeling right now, and I think I can rock your show, right? <laughs> And so, and I always played music according to feeling. A lot of people play music according to what's hot. I always Mm -hmm. felt that music was very spiritual, in which it is. And so, Mm -hmm. and and I always had my best nights playing music in college when I was going through something. You know, when you're going through, (laughs) some boy that made you mad. And so you go and you put all your frustrations. What was your favorite song? What was your favorite song at that time? (laughs) 
Oh, I had so many. See, I wouldn't say the time because I like the Keith Sweat Mariah Carey had come out at the time. Keith uh-huh. Sweat was great. But one of my favorite uh, songs of all time is McFadden and Whitehead. Ain't no stopping us now. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's still one of my all-time favorite songs, and that's one of the songs that I used to definitely play on my show. And because I ended up playing all genres of music, and that's the one thing that I think college afforded me to do, because I was able to play from reggae to um, rap. Only thing I didn't play at the time was gospel because you had to get up at 6 in the morning. And because mm-hmm. I wasn't a Christian at the time, for some reason I just thought if I played a gospel song, I was just going to burn up. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if I touch that song, all the stuff I'm doing, I'm just going to just explode. <laughs> so I stayed away from gospel music at the time. <laughs> so I played blues. <laughs> but it, it was great because it gave me a feel of all sorts of all sorts of music. And so when I came home to the Bay, um, Kevin Nash, who's a voice in Los Angeles, he allowed me to be a special guest on his show. And so by this time, I was really bitten by the radio bug because I always felt that music can interpret a message that you might not be able to do vocally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And really, that's how that's really it's how good. my uh, yeah how my career began because at 15 I actually did my first movie when I was 15, so I actually started in commercials in film before I actually got into radio. So I was kind of doing both of them um, simultaneously, but radio more so took over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's incredible. That's a, that's a wonderful story. Now, um, with with all of that in mind, you. Went to Gremlin State, and we see the people in the chat room, somebody shouting out, all right, GSU in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you couldn't help but to be at that university, I'm sure, being around all of that musical talent there. That was uh, definitely something that to help foster you. So once you were able to see that this is what you wanted to do, um, I know you, you know you had different paths and different jobs, but Tell us, you started in radio. I know you you did do that. And then give us that transition into the Blog Talk radio show. Um, How I ended up uh, transitioning into Blog Talk radio, um, you know how you kind of just want something of your own? Because when you work in traditional radio, you're doing Mm -hmm. everything according to what they want, and that's fine because you are an employee. But I, I wanted to... When I interview people, I like talking to people. I never wanted to do just that five-minute interview because I really don't think that we're doing the audience justice by talking to somebody for five minutes. I really wanted to go in-depth with the person, and I always call it um, the man behind the music. Okay, we know your music, but we want to know you. We know the song. We hear it on the radio all the time, but I want to know about you. And mm-hmm, that's what I wanted mm-hmm. people to know. And so that's what Block Talk Radio really afforded me to do was to really uh, interview people in depth and to really talk to them just about them. And it's been so many times just on the show, just by talking and just being conversational, one artist on the show spoke for the very first time how he had committed adultery on his wife. He had never spoken about it ever until he spoke about mm-hmm. it on my show. Now, I didn't know anything about it, but because mm-hmm. we were just talking and just comfortable, he brought it out. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. he brought it mm-hmm. out, you know, he started crying, and he was saying how he was homeless and how his wife had left him and how he had no furniture in his apartment. I didn't know anything about that, but that's just something mm-hmm. he felt comfortable in sharing. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of things that people will share on the show. If you just really give them the opportunity to talk, you'll be surprised what they'll share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when you want so to know about them. Mm-hmm. 
there's so much to learn. And so when I when they realized that I wanted to know about them, and then they started opening up their lives on the show, and for me, that's the most thing that was really important for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now tell us, you I mean you had a an incredible, uh, huge listenership. How did you? How were you able to build it up like that? What were some of the things you did to get up to twenty two thousand plus listeners? I think because um, first I'm, I'm gonna give all praise and glory to the Lord, so I can't take, say I took any credit for it. But um, you know, marketing Facebook, and then it became the tell a friend thing, which I really thought was good. <laughs> so people began to tell a friend. They began to email the shows. They began to tell people when I was on the air because people would call in and say, oh, I got an email, and they were from another state. And so I got an email about your show, and then they would call in. So that's really how it started. And then um, Blog Talk wanted to do a story on me, and, and it, the story was the lady is a media champ. And so I think that's just kind of how it all just snowballed. But I do believe that consistency is the key. You got to be consistent in whatever you are doing if you want any type of success. And so right. I had a I had a consistent show, so I was consistently there. I wasn't like there one week and then okay, I decide I want to do a show, so let me just schedule a show and it's three weeks later. Oh, you know, oh, I want to talk to you, so it's a month later. So, but consistency is the key. And when people know you're there, then they know to log on because they know you're going to be there. So I had a consistent show, and I think that's what really helped to build up the audience. Yeah, and that's important. Like we mentioned, that consistency in anything that you're doing is um, definitely not a matter at the time, not a matter of if, but it's just a matter of when, as long as you're staying consistent with that. That is so true. So how long were you on the Blog Talk Network? I was on Blog Talk, actually, for two years. I was on Blog Talk for two years, and then in the interim, I was called back to go into terrestrial radio. And even though I went back to terrestrial radio, I was still missing my own show. It was still, although my show was still Lady Charmaine Live in terrestrial radio, which people know as traditional radio, when you get in your car and you turn it on. Because people say, what is terrestrial? That's really the the technical name for it. But I was really missing my own show. I just really mm-hmm. was. And so when I would when I went back to Terrestrial Radio, I was still doing my hour long interviews in Terrestrial Radio and if you know anything about Terrestrial Radio, you know that's taboo. Like there's a certain artist that I come on, like my friend Jay Moss. See when he comes on we can talk an hour. Because we talk about right. everything. But the audience absolutely love it. And so that's just how I always did that's how I always did my shows. And so I'm like, I can't cut a person short because their resume is so long, I'm not going to do them any justice. And so when I went back and I went back into um, Block Talk Radio, because I left the terrestrial and I came back and did my show, and then um, God bless the show was successful, and then he told me to start my own Internet radio station. And so that's what I did, and, and I took a leap of faith, and I went and started it. But to backtrack, I was also an entertainment reporter for CBS Radio. For several years, for a couple of years, and I was also with Clear Channel Radio as well. So then I went from Clear Channel to CBS Radio, and um, when I became an entertainment reporter, I was actually trying to do something different. I didn't want to be on the air anymore. I wanted to do something behind the scenes. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to produce a show because I love entertainment. So I wanted to be the girl that handled all the content and produced a show and say, here, this is what the show is going to be about today. So when Mm -hmm. I actually went to the interview, I didn't even go to the interview. Excuse me, it was a phone interview. So we did the telephone interview. Now, mind you, this was a Caucasian station, and I'm an African-American woman. And so when they interviewed me, 
then they called me back and they told me that I didn't get the job, that they gave the job to someone else. So I said, okay. And they said, but we felt you had too much talent to be behind the scenes. We want you on the air. Now, that's what I was trying to get away from, <laughs> like being on the air. I wanted to produce the show. And so I said, well, what do you what do you want me to do? And they said, whatever you want to do. So they had me create wow. my own show. Now, mind wow. you, when I was hired, they still had never seen me. I was hired sight unseen by telephone from a telephone interview. So I was wow. the first African-American and African-American woman to ever work at the station and to be on their morning show. So wow. that's, how, that's kind of how that, so I felt, okay, obviously God don't want me to produce and he wants me on the air, so it didn't take me long to get that. <laughs> <laughs> to get that big signal there. Okay, huh? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, so that's basically how I ended up just staying on the air. Mm-hmm. Now, we have had this conversation um, before. We uh, certainly had, uh, she spoke at our um our conference this past year, phenomenal uh, individual. She's, I mean, she's also uh, been in radio and, and TV for years as well. And uh, we've had this conversation about, well, she was on television and about, you know, the difference and the changing in traditional media. And um, and and she actually saw um, the, I guess. The, the writing on the wall to how things are changing. And can you share a little bit about what you see and how things have changed and the future of where you see the Internet radio broadcasting systems going? I know we kind of had a conversation about uh, one sidebar conversation you had with someone who was telling you your show wasn't streaming or what have you. <laughs> People don't even realize how strong in the direction the Internet radio is going. Internet radio mm-hmm. is going to soon be taking over the airwaves. Most people don't realize because mm-hmm. terrestrial radio stations can't afford, they can't even get the advertisers. So they're going to be shutting down literally by the droves because they're literally hanging on now. And that's why mm-hmm. a lot of them are going into syndication. And sometimes when people look at Internet radio or look at blog talk, people don't even realize that blog talk has 8 million listeners a month. Yes. Eight million. Yes. Eight eight yes. million listeners a month listen to internet and because how many people are on the internet for hours? For hours. Yes. And they're yes. they're surfing for hours and internet radio is just literally it's it's exploding because now they have actual radios that have all internet radio stations. You now can listen to Internet radio via your phone or like how you're doing now, your phone, even your smartphone, you can listen to it. My station, people can listen to it via their smartphone. There's hundreds. And so when people look at, oh, well, you know, they don't think that Internet radio is relevant, it's very relevant. How many millions of people are on the Internet every day? Remember when they thought that shopping online was not going to work? Shopping online. Yes. How yes. many people shop that was online? That a crazy now? concept, right? We right. want to see Right, do yes. your Christmas shopping online. How many people mm-hmm. now do their Christmas shopping online? They don't even go mm-hmm. to a store anymore. Mm-hmm. That is how mm-hmm. much the internet has really taken over. When people go look for a book, they're going to go to Amazon.com, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or if they're looking mm-hmm. to something for, to purchase, they're going to eBay. Where is eBay? Mm-hmm. eBay's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Amazon.com mm-hmm. is on the internet. 
You know, that's mm-hmm. not an actual store. So that's how people are actually going to radio right now. When Pandora came out, had millions of listeners because people online, they want a variety of music, and that's one of the ways that you can do that. You can find any station you want to online. So really, um, Blog Talk Radio, Voice America, and just Internet Radio, that is the wave of the future right now. Mhm, mhm. It certainly is. Now, tell us you built your radio show up to twenty-two plus thousand listeners. I mean, just, just incredible. Then you decide and you learn more about your own station. Tell us about that transition and give us the name of your station and and how we can actually tune in to you and your programming there. You can go to praise98fm.com. Again, that's praise98fm.com. And how I started the station, I actually did um, research for a year before I even launched the station because Mm -hmm. I think sound is very important and who you're trying Mm -hmm. to market to is very important. And so when I decided that I wanted to do a station and not just a show because um, I like listening to music, I can listen to it all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I like programming music as well And so I just wanted something that I knew that I would definitely enjoy And if I enjoy it, maybe other people might enjoy it as well So when I really began to really start doing the research on it It wasn't something that just came up overnight like some people thought I did No, I was doing research And when people are doing research, you don't know they're doing it until you see the finished product Right. <laughs> I didn't just jump up and say, oh, I want to start a radio station today. I had to really do my research, and my husband watched me. I talked to several people. I just kind of wanted to know the ins and outs of it and how I can make it a successful radio station because whatever you do, you want it to be successful. Not jump in it and then say, how can I make this successful? You kind of at least want to know kind of a, a recipe when you start cooking. You kind of have a successful recipe in front of you. Then you got to kind of work that thing out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just yeah, going to get start cooking, <laughs> and then say, "How can I make this good?" You kind of have a recipe to go by, <laughs> right? Kind of backtrack it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Correct. So but that's the part of taking that action, though. It's so important to just step out there and take the action. And a lot of you know, and the research is really important as well. But even with all of that, you. Still have to take action on that and um, know that you're not going to have everything when you're ready to launch. <laughs> and then right. all those plans that we have, <laughs> right, it right. doesn't always work as as we plan. So that's great. So we can go to um, Praise ninety eight FM. What what other pro? Well, you mentioned programming music. And if you don't mind just sharing with the with the audience, you know, who are not privy to that term, what is programming music? I always kind of wanted to know more about that. Oh, when you program music, that's the music that you're playing on your show. And Mm -hmm. there's um, music, you can look at Billboard, but when you program music, it's the music that you're actually programming on your show. That's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so when they say, okay, I'm I'm the program director, I'm telling you what music is going to be played on that show. That's why a program Mm -hmm. director at a radio station is very important, a program director and a music director. Some radio stations only have a program director. Some radio stations have two. And those are the people that's in charge of putting the music on the air, saying what's going to be played. So when I program the music, I play music that I like, that I want to play on my show. Mhm, mhm. Yes, yeah, and then I also see, you're in charge of other people. Like I play a Nietzsche TV, Nietzsche Radio. She comes on and she does the entertainment uh, report. Also have another young lady that comes on by the name of Dr. Anisha Mathis. She does my managing what matters most segment on Wednesdays. 
And then the Pulse of Entertainment, she comes on on Fridays. I have a new young lady who's coming on starting tomorrow. Her name is Anita Johnson. She's coming on with some uh, financial tips. She'll be coming on starting tomorrow. So so basically that's programming. When you program the show, that's the sound of the show that people will be hearing while they're at home or in their cars. Now, are you looking for people to buy time on your show for their program segments? Are you looking for other segments now, you know, since the audience is listening to that? Or how do you decide who comes on your your radio? Oh, um, I listen to them because there's a sound. Mm -hmm. Because everything in radio has a sound to it and the sound quality. So it's not just, you know, oh, I just want to just put a show on there because you have you have a lot of show, you have a lot of radio shows that's out there right now. And this is because I want to do a radio show, that's great. But then their quality, their delivery is not is not there. It's like, you know, a lot of people know how to cook, but not everybody's not ready to open up a restaurant. Right, you know, okay. right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because you you cook at home, that's great, but that does not mean that you might be ready to serve the public. You know, because there's a certain quality and a certain level that the public will be looking for to purchase. Because everything is going back to the mighty dollar. Because when you program your station, your programming also have to do with you bringing in money as well. So you want to make yeah. sure the programming is there, not just somebody who say, "Oh, well, I want a radio show." Okay, that's great, but will your radio show also help to generate dollars coming to my station? Mm-hmm. You got to bring some value to the table. Not there, just- you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just you know, because I have people all the time asking me, like, and I can, and I'm not going to name the person, but a person keeps saying they want a, a show, on, but they just started in radio and they sound new, they mm-hmm. sound brand new. And, you know, when you're building a station, you don't want somebody to sound brand new. You want somebody that has some maturity that's been in it and kind of know how it goes, not just because, you know, because remember, Internet, anybody can start a station. Blog talk, anybody can start a blog talk show. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, any, anybody right. can start up. You don't have to have, you don't even have to be a professional. You can just go and, and create a, you know, create a, a page, and you can have a, you could be, you can have a show tonight. Yeah, that don't right mean, now. That really don't mean that Why you're ready. Why we on this call? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that don't mean that you're ready to just go big. I'm ready to go now. No, you're not because there's still some training that you have to do. So everything just has to do with programming, has to do with sound, and then that that's a program a director's job to see if that show fits what they're trying to do and where they're trying to go with the vision of the station because everything has a vision. Right. Your business has a vision. You know, when, you, when yeah. you get business partners or, you know, when you pull in somebody as a partner, there's supposed to help with the vision of where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you know, not everybody's going to be your partner. That's right. That's right. That's true. So, I mean, just like you said, everything that you're saying relates to to, to every every spectrum, you know, every business. I mean, oftentimes you see people who might have, um, we call it that, that, like in the industry of network marketing, you might hit the network marketing lottery and get one person that comes on that's very successful and have a lot of success, and they hit the top, and now all of a sudden, you know, they feel that they are coaching that industry because they've had success, but they didn't. They did the process they haven't gone through to the steps in getting to that, which we can't cheat the process. Same thing in business. I mean, you can have some immediate success that first year, and it can fool you. It can make you think that, yes, I know how to run a business, but it's not always like that. So you're right, that process, that development time, 
uh, is so important. It's so important. Yeah. So we are listening live to Lady Charmaine here on Wealthy Sisters. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Lady Charmaine, you want to take any questions? If callers, some of our callers have some questions, and you might take. Oh, sure. Yeah, we'll come back, and if any of you all who are tuned in out there, send us a question in the chat room. The lines are packed out. You can simply press 1 and let us know you have a question as well, and then when we come back, we'll do that. And I also want to learn more about some of the great projects you have going on. So stay tuned. Again, this is Wealthy Sisters, and you're listening to Lady Charmaine. Having more money won't solve your problems but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting dfstrategies.com. That's dfstrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary Hi, this is Michelle Gill-Newton of Team New Vision of Sensaria Natural Body Care. We are so excited to be partnering and a sponsor of the Professional Black Women's Maximizing You Tour. You can find out more about what we do at our website, www.myspapartybiz.com. Or you can visit us at one of the stops at the Professional Black Women's Tour. We'll see you there. Yes, we are live back on Wealthy Sisters and so excited to have Team New Vision. That's Michelle Newton and her crew that's literally exploding all over the country. They have some incredible products with Cesaria. I tell you, I love that pomegranate shea butter. That stuff is so good. It's a, it's a natural using the best of science and the best of nature. Definitely you want to visit their website as well. And speaking of the PBW Tour, yes, we're in the big Dallas DFW tonight. I'm telling you, this is a huge place. Y'all do it big in Texas. We had a great time this past uh, week, last Tuesday, and Houston. They showed out there. want to give big celebration to Miss Arquella Hargrove and Janae Pierre who did a phenomenal job, packed out event there in Houston. And tonight we are in Dallas at the Courtyard by Marriott Los Colinas. That's right there at the DFW Airport. So go to the PBW.com, the PBW.com, and get registered for that event tonight. And you can see the other cities that we're going to be in Indianapolis this week. There, I mean, we know that one is already packed out. We're going to be at the fabulous new JW Marriott there. So we're looking forward to touching and then meeting everyone face-to-face, I tell you, great things come from it. Being in Sacramento at the tour there, that's how we met our phenomenal guests on the show today. So definitely you want to come out. Great things happen at the PBW Maximizing You Tour. So, Lady Charmaine, <laughs> I tell you, this is this has just been a real treat having you on the show today, and we thank you truly for being so candid and open about the information that you're sharing with us as well. Now, tell us a little bit about your upcoming uh, event, Doing Business with My Girlfriends. What's that all about? 
Well, it's called Doing Business with My Girlfriends. I started a breakfast with my girlfriends a year ago, and then mm-hmm. it turned into a, a weekend with my girlfriends, and now we're doing business with my girlfriends. And and I love the term girlfriends because it just takes away the whole um, of strangers, I'm just meeting you. Because especially as we as women, we can definitely network because we know uh, how to talk to one another and just really bringing in that friendship because really that's doing business. You're really doing business with a person you developed a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's kind of how business starts. When, especially if you want a successful long-term relationship with someone, it kind of turns into a friendship and then you kind of go into business. You know, we you know we share yeah. one another services or do bartering or something like that. But it's all built out of relationship and just bringing women together who have businesses and just calling it. So from the onset, when you walk into the room, I, I want the mindset: I'm doing business with my girlfriend. So it kind of takes away the whole networking thing, you know, when you kind of walk into a room and you feel like you're going to go network. I feel like I'm going to go network with strangers. Now I feel like i got to meet strangers. Now I want you to right. feel like you're going into a room with my girlfriends, doing business right, right. with my girlfriends. So really just bringing that because I have so many girlfriends who have so many great things to offer that I wanted them to share what they have to offer. I know a young lady, mm-hmm. she um, runs a bank. And she's looking for businesses to partner with in the community. She's looking to give away money. How many banks are telling you, I'm looking to give away money? So I said, well, when is that event? Where is she? <laughs> 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 and she's and she's looking to give it away. She was like, so um, she keeps telling me, okay, Charmaine, let me know when your next events are so I can put the money aside for you. How many bankers tell you that? I'm talking about branch managers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and as mm-hmm, I was walking mm-hmm. out, she had to remind me to remind her of my upcoming event so she could set aside money for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how, mm-hmm. Many, how many banks tell you that? Yeah. Don't forget. Um, yeah, yeah. And to well, me, I thought that we was know really as, We know it's money being made out here. We just, if we focus on what we hear in the masses, you know, we would think that nobody is saying that. <laughs> Right, but there there are people, and she's looking to give the money away, and then mm-hmm. just dealing with financial services. And you know, as people get older, you know, they're going to be retiring. And and there's a lady at my church. Um, she's 80 years old, beautiful woman, and she had said, you know, I really thought that SSI was going to take care of me. She said, boy, wow. was I wrong. When it had cut her wow. check, two hundred dollars. And so wow. um, I have a friend who specializes in that, in helping people with retirement. <laughs> And wow, with that very wow. thought, SSI does not take care of you. And so basically that's how this whole thing, doing business with my girlfriends, because I have great girlfriends who do great things, and people need to know you and you need to know them. So that's how this mm-hmm. came about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's so true. I love it. So people need to know you and people need to know them um, because it's a time. You know, a lot of times, especially with the social media today, um, we get emails all the time. I'm sure you do. They go right into what they want. Without, you know, hey, here's my business. It's like, well, right. dog, you know, get to know me first. Say right. hello first. You know, there's still a part that we can we can court one another and to, and to be able to find out what your strengths are. This person, you may not want to, you know, connect with me. I may not be able to offer you what you're looking for. So, so it is. It's important to take that time. Uh, to get to know each other and um, to build from there and to support each other. Um, I I, I can't tell you enough, and I know you can relate to this um, as well, Lady Charmaine, because we could be on the phone for hours 
uh, have a great conversation. But, you know, how experience teaches you everything. And just I would just like to say when you talk about that support part of it, doing business with your girlfriends, you know, when we support each other in our community, when we come to us first, you know, it's it's a lot of times we don't understand if you have to pay a sister $200 more, $50 more, and you can go down the street and get it cheaper, the value that you're getting long term in paying that extra or if you, you know, if you have an experience of where maybe they don't understand you or I had, an, I had an experience where someone, the communication just was not there. And so instead of them communicating, you know, they said, well, I'll do, I'll do something else. But the thing is, if we're going to support one another, how can you not communicate? You understand what I'm saying? So it's right. so important that support, you know, you have to be able to communicate and you have to make a commitment that you're going to support one another regardless because other communities do that. The Koreans do that. Um, when you look at the beauty industry, they, they buy all together. The um, the fabulous Jewish community, they support one another, but it's just our our community is just different. You know, we we just have not been able to embrace that full commitment, and I'm glad that you're doing that because that's so important. Don't know why yeah. I said all that, but uh, no, no, that's it, okay. no, that's good though because yeah. I've been to other yeah. networking. Um, I've been to other networking events, but. Um, I'm African-American, and um, mm-hmm. in some of the networking events, there might have been maybe five African-Americans in the event, mm-hmm. you know, just five. Mm-hmm. And, and I would love to network because we have wonderful African-American women in our own community that's doing great you things. Do. You and they're do. doing, you, you know, do. and I just was like, okay, well, do we have any for us, you know, just locally here? You know, because I know a lot of people, and, I, and I'm, I'm a referral source, literally. I, if I hear something, I'll say, oh, you know what, this person can help you, and I'll give out that telephone number. But then I said, if I can bring these women together, the people that I know, then y'all can meet them. Right, exactly. <laughs> Instead of me, exactly. uh, me being the referral source, you know, hey, do you know this, or do you know a person that can do this? And then I could just go ahead and bring everybody together. Everybody can meet one another, and that will be great. I mean, from everything, I have a friend who works in mental health, so when people have issues with relatives with mental health, I refer them to her. You know, so she's going to be there as well. So then everybody will be able to meet one another in one room. And it's business with my girlfriends. I want everybody to do business with my girlfriends, and they do business with them. Exactly, exactly. That's wonderful. Now tell us a little bit more about the Women's Success Shop. What What is that all about? I, I teach a women's success shop, and that was actually a word that the Lord had given me because, you know, success begins like in the name. mind. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. And success begins in the mind, and if we can get that mind first, you know, because sometimes we have this fear of failure or success is for everybody but me. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be delivered from that. It's for the girl down the street. It's for them over there. Or it happened for you, but it had never happened for me. And it's a mindset. And we can always look out the window and see somebody else that might have a bigger house than us, have a bigger car than us. But the success shop is really built with the mind. How many of us have started a business, but then after we started the business was afraid to ask for someone's business? Yeah. And then... And then we might choke up when it comes time to asking somebody for some money. And then we'll yeah. just say, oh, I'll just give it to you for free. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're yeah. never going to have yeah. great success. 
Yes, if you're doing oh, everything Lord. for free. Yes. Devaluing our services. Yeah. Right. And so I'm an open person, so I'm going to use myself as the biggest example because a lot of times in ministry, you know, when you say that you're in ministry, the moment you say you're a Christian, for some people, for some people when they hear Christian, all of a sudden they see free coming out of their mind. <laughs> oh, well, they're a Christian. They're going to do it as a ministry. <laughs> no. <laughs> But you it is so true. the light bill. <laughs> right, and, and it's so true, and people take advantage of that. But I wanted to talk to people who were like I was, you know, mm-hmm. kind of afraid to ask somebody for the money. Why do I ask them? They might say no. Well, they don't say no when they go to Nordstrom's and see those $200 shoes. Right. <laughs> Everything they in them says yes. <laughs> they, they, they do. That's so true, and they might they might ask for a coupon or what have you, but at the same time, if we want them, we're going to get them. <laughs> I know it was so funny. I, I was doing some calls for the professional black woman, and people will, you know, this is the thing. Don't ever, and I know you could say this too, You don't ever try to spend someone else's money. I know that's the thing that we get in, the, we get in trouble doing that and how we devalue our services. We think that, well, they won't be able to afford this or the recession is out here and people not making money. I was just doing some follow-up calls. And, I mean, I promise you, 65% to 70% of the people were out shopping. <laughs> I'm in the dressing room. I'm trying on this dress. Oh, I'm at the mall right now. I was like, well, if everybody's crying broke in the recession, somebody somewhere is making some money, you know, right. still. So it's just a matter of where we put value and uh, what we, you know, where we're going to invest because, we can't we can't make those decisions and uh spending someone else's money and then you shortchanging yourself because you're thinking that that person can't afford your services. And and the thing is, and that's something that people really have to really learn, what is your value? Because if you don't know your worth, somebody mm-hmm. else will determine your worth. And mm-hmm. I can say that from experience because we always say we want to be a blessing. Oh, well, can you come speak here or can you emcee this event? But see, I had to grow up, Miss Deborah, real quick. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to go and you want to be a blessing and you say, well, whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Well, see, that gets old because you're going to find out the Lord laid on their heart possibly nothing. nothing. And give you a big God bless you. No, God did want to bless me. He wanted to bless me through you. <laughs> Right, right, you know, right. And exactly. I had to learn that. And, and I'll never forget, I, I emceed an event. And I told the lady the, the very thing that I just told you. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart. I didn't give a dollar amount. I didn't give anything. So at the event, I, I'm emceeing the event. During the middle of the service, they ended up um, handing out gifts. So all the musicians, so, you know, everybody has something to do with it. So they were handing all these people white envelopes. You can tell there was a check in it. Mm-hmm. Well, when it came to me, they gave me a gift bag. So I said, well, maybe my check is in the gift bag. I opened up <laughs> the gift bag. With the gift. Along <laughs> with the gift, yes. And so I opened up the gift bag. I had a keychain and a purse holder <laughs> in my bag. And then I looked on the bag, you know, the little tag on the bag. It had somebody uh-uh. else's name on it. It was reused. It was, <laughs> it was a reused bag with a keychain and a little purse holder when everybody else got checks. Now, see, I didn't give a dollar amount. 
They did. So you right. have, you you will get what so like the Bible says you shall have whatsoever you say. You have That's not right. because you ask not. See I didn't That's ask right. for anything monetary. So mm-hmm. whatever God laid on their heart, which I guess was a keychain and a purse holder for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I got. So I had So you I had learned. To, I had to learn, and so um, so you you'll learn some very valuable lessons. So that's why now you know when people ask for the services, I don't mind sending along, you know, the speaker's request form mm-hmm. <laughs> along with mm-hmm. it because I do that because if you don't let somebody know what your value is, I learned that they will put a value on you. And to this organization, my value was a keychain and a purse holder. And a reused gift bag. <laughs> and a reused gift bag. Now, although my face was all on their flyers, and my face was also in the program book, it was right. this face, not the musicians, none of them. It was me that they were using as their advertisement, but that's what they felt my worth was. So I had to learn you never let nobody else determine your worth. You do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are some of the other great things that you've learned, I mean, after being in business so long and, and, of course, um, you guys have a wonderful church there that uh, you're pastoring in the Sacramento area. I know you've learned a lot um, through that. What are some other great nuggets that you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, just, just Even just dealing with pastoring and just dealing with people, I really had to mm-hmm. learn they are God's people, and you cannot change people. If mm-hmm. God can't do it, then it just can't be done. Mm. Mm, (laughs) If mm, God mm. cannot do it Then it just can't be done And so Mm -hmm. I learned to go to bed at night And to sleep good And not take on anybody else's issues Because when you do It will weigh you down And and when Mm. you're in ministry Especially we we as women We're so emotional Because we love people and, you know, mm-hmm. we love people and we take, we, you know, we'll be your sounding board and we'll listen to you and you will cry with people. And, and then you realize the next week they're in that same stuff when they took up your time. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be someone's ever-ending counselor. I had to stop that. Mm-hmm. We used to mm-hmm. counsel people to 2 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And problems wow. still hadn't changed. Wow. So because you're taking up my mm-hmm. sleep time, mm-hmm. <laughs> my mm-hmm. family time. Because we want to be mm-hmm. a blessing to you. Now, I might counsel mm-hmm. you once or twice. Now, it's up to you now to use the tools that you've been given. Once I've given you that tool chest and you got your wrench, you know what I'm saying, you got everything you need. <laughs> now, if you might forget to use a tool or so, you can come back. But it's our job to give you those tools. And sometimes people, they just don't want to use the tools you've given them, and then they want to talk to you about the same problem over and over again, but I cannot continue to be your garbage can. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh-uh. Because that's what I have to learn. Because you pick up. Because you pick that up. Because you care about the people. And then when you look mm-hmm. up, you got your own issues you have to deal with. You have your own children you have to deal with. And then you deal with mm-hmm. church members that don't want to stop doing what they're doing. That got them in the mess in the first place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. after a while, you realize, okay, you know what? I've given you everything you needed. And mm-hmm. so that's what I just had. That's what I had to learn. I, that's what I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's I mean that's a big step to especially make that. And like you said, it's a, it's a lot of pressure. Um, one of my favorite interviews was with Dr. Tracy Lynn. She's also in our book, Wealthy Sisters. 
personal, mm-hmm. uh, powerful personal stories proving that you can do it too. By the way, you can get it at our website, WealthySisters.com. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. We are getting some great reviews on the book um, and a uh, lot, lot, lot of great things coming from it. It's a, it, I mean, it's a dynamic book to have. I know you got it yourself, Lady Charvet. I do, and I, I read Casey's story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, But she talks about how you have to be delivered of people, be delivered of people. And I, I think that is one of the main things that holds us back um, from from really soaring in our businesses because it goes back to our self-worth, our value that we place on ourselves. And a lot of times we determine that because we are afraid of what they're going to say. You know, what's the pressure of them saying, well, you think you know everything or you think you're better than someone else, but we 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 have to be delivered of that. And uh, she, she realized people are going to talk about her if she did it, if she didn't do it, if she not. So it's not going to change. You might as well go ahead and just move forward. Take action. And that's, that's my motto because the reason mm-hmm. why, because people are they're going to say things. And people mm-hmm. have images of how you should be in their mind, but you can't live up to somebody's standard of you in their mind because you'll right. go crazy. For instance, at the event that you gave when you came to Sacramento, I was yes. sitting next to a young lady, and I had on, you know, I had on that black suit and I had on some red heels. And the lady said, wow, you're a first lady? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, look at your heels. Look how high they are. And so I looked at her and I said, <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, yes. And I said, you know what, ma'am? I said, I cannot live up to the image that you have of a first lady in your mind. And I said, because I'll be schizophrenic. I said, if I try to live up to the image that you have in your mind and the image that that lady had in her mind of a first lady, I said, I'll be schizophrenic right now trying to live up to your image. I said, there's only one image that I live up to, and that's the image that God has of me. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he knows the thoughts and the plans that he has towards me. He said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. So I have to live yes. up to the image of Christ, not yours, because that's how you'll go crazy. So you have to be yes. delivered of people's images, of how people think you should be. Oh, I thought wow. you should be like this. Well, I thought a lot of things about how you should be, too. <laughs> well, I think you should be like this. But, you know, I'm not going to voice my opinion. But, you know, right. so I had to be de- I had to be delivered from that and just be exactly who God made me to be. And because I walk in him and I live in him, you know, and I, and I move in him, if there's an issue with me, I have the Holy Spirit. He'll tell me, change that. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. he tells mm-hmm. me, I will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But until then, you move forward. And, and, you know, there's a great book that I'm reading out, um, and I know some of you all have um, probably read it. It's called The Shack, and it's by W.M. Paul Young. This this book is it's just a little paperback. I mean, it's a phenomenal book, and it actually deals with the relationship versus all of the religious um, ideology that's out here and that has really bound us for so many years, for for centuries now, especially when you look at, you know, the high heels. Well, how, what, what kind of shoes should you be wearing as a right. first lady? Is there, is there a book somewhere that tells you what a first lady shoe looks like, you know? Or uh, I remember I was out and about and it was so hot and I don't know, I had on a, a dress and I was at the store and this lady just came up to me and she, we started talking and then she was saying, oh, yeah, I know I was at church and the girls came in without pantyhose on and I told them, you know, it's hot out here, but hell is hotter. You don't want to go to hell. And I'm thinking, are they going to go to hell because they had on, didn't have on pantyhose? 
you know, is 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 that really you know right. where we are? So, right. um, I just I just love the truth, you know, that that you're sharing. That um, it's really about you know what you see within yourself and what the image you know between you and your source, whether you call it God or energy or what have you, is you know between you and your source. So that's great. Well, we're going to take another quick. Short break. We have about four minutes left in the show. We're going to come right back and uh, want to wrap up here and get some of your final thoughts and and uh, close out with any other uh, uh, events that you have taking place. So stay tuned. We're live with Lady Charmaine here on Wealthy Sisters. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis. Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Yes, we're here live on Wealthy Sisters, our phenomenal guest today. I mean, this has just been a great conversation. It's like we're at home chatting on the phone with the incredible Lady Charmaine. You can visit her at www.praise98fm. She's also on Facebook. Make sure you like her fan page there. That's Praise98fm, Lady Charmaine, alive. Had more than 22,000 listeners on the Blog Talk Network and now has her own radio station. So, Lady Charmaine, again, thank you for being here on Wealthy Sisters today. Um, Looks like we have one quick question we'll go to just briefly, and then uh, we'll be able to close out there. So, hello. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters. Sound like you're calling from 310 number. Is that California? Hello? State your name and where you're calling from. They must have dropped off. So, Lady Charmaine, give us some closing remarks that you'd like to share with our, our listeners today. I just want to just encourage your your, your uh, women that are listening, everybody that's listening, is don't be afraid to step out in what you feel your passion is. Don't be afraid. I know sometimes we have a fear of failure, or we might say we really don't have the resources, but there are so many things that are out there available to you right now. As I said on my, um, I have a, Lady Charmaine Live TV show. It's on YouTube. It's just Lady Charmaine TV. You can use what you got. What do you have in your hand? If if you desire to have a TV show, YouTube is available for you. Don't let that stop you. Set up a video camera. You don't need a camera person. Get a tripod. Set it up. You stand in front of it. If you feel you, feel you have a message you need to get out, Blog Talk Radio is available for you, and all these avenues are free to help you build your brand. I know you say you want to be on national television, but you can start with YouTube because Justin Bieber did. He started off yes, on YouTube and exploded. <laughs> you, so guess what? The same opportunity is available to you, but we must take the opportunity. And I said the word take, T-A-K-E, because sometimes you have to take the time. Just like when somebody takes something from you, well, in the mm-hmm. 24-hour day, you got to take that part out to do what you know you need to do out of your 24 hours a day. That is so important. Take that time. Make the time. Um, We think that it's going to happen just by us saying it. You know, a lot of times we do the affirmations 
or we, you know, we get excited, we write, I'm a money magnet on the check, or money comes to me on the check, or whatever, and we <laughs> write all those things out. But, I mean, really, it's really not going to happen until you actually mix all those things together, And but for, first and foremost, take that action. So we have certainly enjoyed uh, today's interview. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our show today, listening live to Lady Charmaine. Again, you can visit her at hey, Can I say one more thing before you go? Yes, yes, yes. Please. If they want to listen to the Lady Charmaine live show, I will be on soon as I finish this show. That's right. That's right. Tune in. I know you've got Yolanda Adams coming on this week as well. Yeah, Yolanda Adams um, will be on this week, correct. Yeah, yeah. So great, great. So she definitely has some phenomenal and quality programming there. So thank you again. Stay tuned next week. We have another powerful show, our sister that's coming on. I'm telling you, next week, you do not want to miss it. We look forward to seeing everybody in Dallas tonight, Big D-Town here, DFW, at the Los, how do I say that, Los Colinas uh, Courtyard by Marriott at DFW. Uh, right there at the airport. Looking forward to seeing you. Go to the pbw.com to get registered and definitely get your copy of Wealthy Sisters, powerful personal stories proving that you can do it too. We're here to serve you. We're here to support and encourage you, and this information will change your life, so you definitely want to stay tuned to it. Thank you for following, and also thank you to our beautiful producer, Ms. Renelder Mitterseus, who does a phenomenal job there in the chat room as well. So continue to have a super day, and we will see everybody next week. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysistas.com.